Welcome, everyone, uh, to another episode of On the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark with a C. That's Mark with a C, not the K, and not even Q-U-E. Or M-A-R-C. This is our 156th consecutive show. Kana Hara. Okay. How's everyone doing today? How is everyone? Good, good, good. How are you, Mark? How are you doing? I'm yep. doing it. By the way, did you hear the theme song? No. 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 Oh, didn't hear the theme song. I got to get, okay. It'll come out as we redo it. Uh, Mark, I think I could fix that if you right. the, but not, 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 not now. We got a show to do. That's minor. So last week, I told you that I, I, that I collect these flip top tabs. I'm not the only one. I have lots and lots of people around that are collecting and every now and then they see me they give me a bottle worth of flip top tabs i told you about it last week i know every one of you have been starting your own collection i know you have <laughs> i hope you have but let me ask you a question okay i'm walking in the street okay a regular street and i see a flip top tab on the ground so I bend down and pick it up and put it in my in my pocket. Now I want to know: Is this neurotic behavior? Is this obsessive behavior? Is this compulsive behavior? It's, it's all of the above. What is it? All of the above. Yeah. All, all three. Pick your pick. All it's three. Mark, can, I can I comment on that? Sanitary behavior. Can I, can I comment on that? I was a teacher for New York for the New York City Department of Ed for 40 years. And the biggest mistake I've ever seen was one teacher, she thought it would be a great idea to show the school what one million bottle caps would look like. So everybody in the school population collected bottle caps until we got up to a billion. And all up and down the corridors, there were bottle caps everywhere you could see. And the entire school smelled <clears throat> beer like you wouldn't want to believe. And the principal got <laughs> so annoyed. So there's a, there's a thing about the bottle caps and then the, the caps. Yeah, it's a nice picture, by the way, if you dump them on the, uh, like we dumped them on the uh, the gym floor. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> tough to pick up. Okay. Who cleaned them up? The custodian? Had to be no, we did it. We did it. We did it. So we, we took a picture. We had the kids lay on them. This disgusting metal, but they laid on it for a picture. And that was years ago. Uh, another quick story. Maybe some of this ever happened to you. I'm, I'm, I'm in the diner the other day, in our diner, since I go to many diners. I was in East Meadow with five friends. Yeah, you know, I do have five friends. Anyway, <laughs> so it, it was lunchtime. Uh, everyone orders. I order the cheeseburger deluxe with coffee. That's my staple. Mm -hmm. The food comes, and I begin to prepare the burger. So what does that mean? I take the lettuce, the tomato, uh, the, the one onion ring they gave me, and I put it right on top of the um, the burger. Do a little, very little salt and pepper, not a lot, just a little bit. And I I take my first bite. Didn't taste good. So I, I don't know. So everybody else is eating away. So I grabbed a couple of French fries. <laughs> And then after a couple of French fries, I decided to take the second bite. I take a second bite, and again, mm. that's not so good. Not so good. It just it just didn't 
my taste buds did, didn't didn't uh, attract to the burger. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it was me. Maybe it was, I don't know. I took some more French fries and I took my coffee and all that stuff. And now I prepared myself for the third bite. I took the third bite. And again, did not taste good. So at that point, I just pushed the plate to the side and continue. I, had the fr- I nibbled with the fries because they were okay. Had my coffee, had water, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you, you know, you're in a restaurant, every, when you, people are almost done, the waiter or busboy comes over and you know, they see a plate not being touched on. They said, can I take it away? Right. I said, yeah, take it away. You didn't need it. But it wasn't really good. I laid that on him. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it. It goes away and he comes back. Like two it's minutes later, he says, the burger is on, on us. Oh, really? Okay, so it was really, really yeah. nice. Wow, that's that cool. He, uh, uh, he didn't Good. charge us for it. And of course, that reduced with five people, everyone, you know, paying equal shares. Chips reduces the, 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 the uh, division as you pay later. And he also didn't charge me for my coffee, which I thought was very nice. Mm. You know, coffee's not cheap at a dining room. What was it? Three? No. Three some odd? And if you order decaf, they charge more for decaf. Really? Yeah, check it out. Take the caffeine. Very classy yeah. diner. Yeah. So I want to give a <laughs> shout out to my waiter, Spiro. <laughs> Thanks. What diner? But I, but I left. Fun. But I left hungry. Some compact somewhere. Oh, what diner? I left, it what was diner? The, uh, the Colonial right. Diner in, in oh, East no. Meadow on uh, oh, Hempstead Turnpike. Oh, oh, my hometown. Colony. 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 What did you say? Colony. Colony. Oh, yeah. colonial. They're kind of expensive, aren't they? Oh, what they give this? you tremendous plates. If you like oh. a lot of food, they give you a lot of food. But it was, it didn't taste good. You could have sent it back and asked After for another one. After the first bite, yeah. you should have sent yeah, it back. Right. Uh, at that yeah. point, the fries and the and the and the coffee filled me up. Anyway, we, we got a little oh. discount there. So yeah, whatever happened to you? Just don't sit there. Say something. Please do. <laughs> You may get a break. All right, Gerald. Enough of me talking. Gerald's highlight report this week is sponsored by any toy from a dollar store. (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, I'm reviewing today the 2002 MLB season. These are what I believe to be the key facts about the 2002 MLB season for the awards. Leaders, I will name the National League player, followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP, Barry Barnes, and uh, Miguel Tejada. Rookie of the Year, Jason Jennings and Eric Hinsky. Mm-hmm. Cy Young, Randy Johnson and Barry Zito. Mm. Key leaders, batting average, Barry Barnes, 370, and Manny Ramirez. Mm. Home runs, Sammy Sosa and Alex Rodriguez. RBIs, Lance Berkman and Alex Rodriguez. ERA, Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez. Mm. Some interesting highlights of the 2002 MLB season. The Oakland Athletics set the record for the most consecutive wins by an American League team at 20. It's a little bit different now. Uh, the Anaheim Angels set a major league record for most players on a team with 100 or more hits 
during a single season with nine. Mm. Carlos Beltran of the Kansas City Royals set the American League record for the most extra base hits by a switch hitter in a single season with 80. Wow. Mm. Mm. Sean Green on May 23rd went six for six with four home runs, a double, and a single as he knocked in seven runs. His 19 total bases set a major league record for a single game. Ted Williams, sadly, very sadly, passed away. And, of course, he wanted to be known as the greatest hitter who ever lived. In 2002, John Smoltz made the transition from starter to reliever for the Braves. In his first season as a reliever in 2002, he saved 55 games to establish a National League record. Barry Barnes had a great season batting 370 and shattered his own record with 190 walks in a single season. He struck out only 47 times and had 46 home runs. In addition, he established a new all-time single-season record with an OBP of 582 and proved that steroids work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but lost the World Series to the Angels. On August 9th, Barry Barnes hit his 600th career home run. On June 18th, St. Louis Cardinal broadcaster the great Jack Buck passes away. Baltimore reliever Buddy Groom appears in 70 games for the seventh straight year to set a major league record. Here's a brief summary of the 2002 World Series. The 2002 World Series, the 98th edition, pitted the Anaheim Angels and the San Francisco Giants. The Angels defeated the Giants four games to three. The MVP was Troy Gloss, who batted Mm. 10 for 26 at a 385 clip with three home runs and eight RBI. Hmm. Here are some composite statistics. Uh, The Angels batted 310 and the Giants batted 281. The Hmm. Angels had an ERA of 5.75 and the Giants 5.55. In addition, the Angels hit seven home runs and the Giants 14. The 21 home run total in this World Series established a new record that lasted until 2017. The Giants scored 44 runs and the Angels 41. Not exactly a great pitch World Series by either side, to say the least. And that concludes my report of the 2002 MLB season. Thank you. Who wants to comment? Yeah. Want to comment? I, I have a comment. Yeah, Mike. Mike yeah, the key moment in that World Series comes in game six at the end. It was we start the sixth inning. The Giants lead the Angels five to nothing at that point. Russ Ortiz was a starter for the Giants, has shut him out through five innings. But Dusty Baker knows better. Dusty Baker jerks him for, I think it was Felix Hernandez. And immediately the Angels get back in the game. There's a three-run home run and further hits and runs and so on. And eventually the Giants lose the game and lose game seven. That's why Dusty Baker had never won a World Series until this past year. (laughs) Yeah. He could have won that one. It was close. He was close that time. Other Mike. 
Yeah, I just wanted to say right around that time, Barry Bonds was so good, visibly so good, that in my mind, he was the greatest hitter I have ever seen. And that's how, that's how I felt at that time. And that thought sort of sort of started to wane when I uh, realized about the drugs that he was taking. But uh, he looked invincible when he played around that time. Invincible. Okay. Anybody else have a comment? All right. I, I like those reports. You know why? Because you hear some players that, you know, if we don't mention it, their names never get mentioned. Yeah. Eric Hinsky. When's the last time ever, anyone ever heard of Eric Hinsky? Yeah. Or Buddy Groom. Buddy Groom. <laughs> heard of him. And, and of course, Troy Glass. Whatever happened to him, he just like fell off the earth. Just made a movie. So Ortiz was a great pitcher. So. I like to hear those old names because it does bring back memories here and there. All right, Milton's name, that tune will be done at the end of our show, like we've been doing the last couple of weeks. And uh, you guys like that idea? Yeah. 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 Right, ends the show with a little music, yeah. a, little, a little question to try to guess it, a little fun. No, I could do it at any time. Of I course I know, Milton, any time. Just, just have your finger ready in case I come to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this day in sports, April 27th, okay? That's today's day, right? 1903, the first New York Highlanders, Yankees, shutout, 6-0. Their first shutout ever, they beat the Philadelphia A's. 1903 was the first shutout. Then in 1918, here's an interesting one. The New York Giants, baseball, opened their season 9-0. Meanwhile, the Brooklyn Dodgers opened their season 0 and 9. The streak ended on the streak ended on both streaks ended on April 27th. <laughs> so there, that's that was that was interesting. In 1920, now I, I know I don't get around too much, but do you know there was an Olympics in Belgium in a city called Antwerp? Antwerp. 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 Yeah. Never never like the knew that in all my years Belgium. of living. I heard it's of like Brussels, a Belgium, but never <laughs> Antwerp. Antwerp. Mostly no other history. Yeah. It's very important in world. Yeah. I must have flown over it when I wasn't. That's a big port city. You'd be surprised. There's a strong Orthodox Jewish community there. Are you kidding me? I yeah. just learned the word, learned there. the city right. today. Well, 19. 19- a lot of time, a lot of diamond merchants. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. All right, all right. Our mother's family bought a ship from Antwerp to go to South America. I'm so yeah. happy, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I never heard of the place till I saw it today. So you Sweden learned a lot the, today. Sweden takes the figure skating doubles gold at the Antwerp Olympics. Nineteen twenty six. Giants, 17-year-old Mel Ott played his first game. Right? That was in 1926. You know, I also read something this past week. You know, Mel Ott also played third base in his career. Oh. Did you guys know that? No. He did. He did. In 1930, the White Sox, first baseman, his name is Bud Clancy. Means nothing by his name. Again, we're bringing his name up. First time anyone's ever probably mentioned his name in a million years. He was played first base, did not touch the ball in all nine innings. So every play was a strikeout, a pop up, not to him. 
that was the first time that ever happened in baseball. I'm sure it's happened every now and then. Uh, in 47, 1947, the Yankees had a Babe Ruth day. Mm -hmm. Don't know what they gave him. But they gave him. Babe Ruth had the uh, a day in 47. Cigars and beer. Probably. 1953. Now, I know a lot of you people are not into wrestling unless you've told me but you really are and you're embarrassed to tell me because, you know, I am into wrestling. And I really am. There was a wrestler named Freddie Blassie. Remember Freddie yeah, Blassie? Sure. Yes. Classy you Freddie Blassie. Him, you know? oh. Classy Freddie Blassie. Yes. In 1953. I didn't realize he was around that early. 70 he years ago. He coined the term pencil neck geek. Right. <laughs> 1953. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He used it for a long time. It was a long, long time, right? Freddie Blassie. Thanks, Mark. Him in the 60s or the 70s. He must have been a baby then. Anyway. Uh, 1956, uh, heavyweight, heavyweight champion, Rocky Marciano retires. Okay. Have you guys ever seen him box? Only on film. Only on film. On film only. 1961, the NFL officially recognizes Canton, Ohio as their Hall of Fame location. Here's a good one. 1971, Kurt Flood. All the commotion. He, he stirred around that time. He didn't want to leave the Cardinals to go to the, he went to Washington, the reserve clause, except he played 13 games for the Washington. <coughs> and then he quit and he went to Denmark. <laughs> Don't know why he went to Denmark. Anyone know why he went to Denmark? Yeah. You do? Why? No. Kurt Flood, besides a baseball player, was a Painter. very accomplished Painter. artist. Yeah, and he felt he could, he could his talents overseas. And he also felt that African-Americans were not treated fairly in the United States. And he would be treated more humanely and treat fair, more fairly in Europe. And he picked Denmark. Okay. What year was that? Oh, 71. You were 71. 21. You were 21. So, okay. I, I accept that uh -huh. you, you know the, 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 uh, the reason. Uh, okay. 81, the first female soccer official was hired by the uh, North American Soccer League. Uh, in 83, Nolan Ryan becomes the strikeout king as he passes. Anyone know who he passed to become the all-time strikeout Walter Johnson. Walter, Walter Johnson. Johnson. Walter Johnson is correct. They trained. Uh, in 92, the Mets traded David Cohen to the Blue Jays for whom? Kent. Kent. Very good. Oh. Jeff Kent. Very good. Oh. And then uh, the story that broke today, and since today is April 27th, we had a death in baseball. Uh, the great Dick Grote. Oh, right. He passed yes. away today. For the cards. Time World Series champion. Pirates. Pirates and the Cards. cards. And, right. He was 92 years old. He died of complications from a stroke. Uh, uh, he just learned a few weeks ago that he was going to be inducted into the Pirates Hall of Fame. What took them so long? Uh, he was the MVP of in 1960 with the Pirates. He batted 325 as a shortstop. He led the National League in doubles five times while teaming with Bill Mazeroski. Okay, Bill Mazeroski is in. Dick Rode is not. 
eight-time All-Star. Uh, prior to baseball, he played college basketball with Duke. Right, NBA. All-American, world also, champion twice, I said, in 60 and 64. Also and, played in the NBA. Yeah. Played, uh, played, played with the Phils and the Giants after the Cards. And after baseball, he went back to basketball as analyst. That's a good one. And mm -hmm. on the radio for the University of Pittsburgh basketball mm -hmm. games uh, with his, the play-by-play -play man was a guy named Bill Hillgrove. He spent 40 years on the radio as an analyst. May he rest in peace. All right, Dick Rose. Gerald. Dick Rowe uh, always uh, described himself as a retired basketball player. Right. And he played for the Pistons on weekends right. in his senior year at Duke, averaged about 11 points per game and, and popularized the jump shot. Okay. I ask you, why is he not in the Hall of Fame? And Bill Mazeroski is, or Mazeroski should not be. Maybe they both should not be in the Hall of Fame. Again. He's... He's he's not in the Hall of Fame because Jerry wanted Mazeroski. I think. <laughs> All right, we're up to Larry. Sports stories by Larry, sponsored by Cockadoodledoo. My, my story this is entitled "The Flashy Fielding Vic Power" from 1958 to 1964. Vic Power won seven consecutive gold gloves at first base in the American League. But what mostly caught my eye was his stylish fielding. He caught everything one-handed when that was uncommon thing to do then. In addition to his one-handed swipes, he usually played deep behind the first base bag, enabling him to make plays on ground balls that other first basemen could not handle. Bill Moose, Yankee first baseman, told the Saturday Evening Post in 1961 that Power plays 15 feet further back than me or anyone else and takes the throw on the dead run. He can do it because his, his reflexes are so great and because he's got the best glove hand in baseball. Vic made no apologies for his showboating at first base. He told Larry Moffey for his book, The Side, This Side of Cooperstown, an oral history of Major League Baseball in the 1950s, quote, I noticed one thing early in my career. You've got to be different. Like Willie Mays with his basket, basket catch, I felt I should have something different. For the Yankee minor league team, Vic Moffey played the outfield. Bill Scarron blocked his way to play the first base. In 1953, it was Power who led the league with a 349 batting average. Also, Vic had 16 homers then, one more than the Moose. Yet Scarron came up to the Yankees and Power was traded to the Philadelphia Athletics. Anybody know why the Yankees traded away Vic Power? Yes, I do. Go ahead. Because he was too uppity a guy, and the Yankees would prefer a low-key black person to be the first black to be on the Yankees, and they selected a fellow by the name of Elston Howard. That is true. How is it? Here's what George Weiss says, general manager. Maybe he can play, but not for us. 
Power is not the Yankee type. Right. The truth is that our box seat customers from Westchester County don't want to sit with a lot of colored fans from Harlem. Wow. That completes yeah. my story. And that, friends, is why my father hated the Yankees. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, all right, a couple of comments. Fred? Yeah, it goes a little beyond that with Vic Power and George Weiss. I've read stories. Vic Power, according to George Weiss, had an affinity for white women, which brought, which did not sit well with George Weiss. I left mm -hmm. that out of the quote, but that is in there. You're right. Isn't, Isn't that what happened to Cleon Jones? I'm not sure. I don't know. He had to apologize for having an affair with a white woman. Hey, hey. I heard that before. All right. I thank you, uh, Larry, for that good report. Uh, great report. Vic Power. We all remember him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of cars behind me. Vic Power cars. Okay. Mm. Uh, I think he's gone, right? He, he passed. You say he passed? Yes, he did. He did. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Thank you again, Larry. For uh, uh, Michael Epps. <laughs> Yankees and Jets rant. What do you have? Are you sponsored by Neon Lights? Okay, I just want to go uh, add to something that you were mentioning, how uh, years ago you have baseball players who have familiar names, but you forget about it. Uh, right now, as we speak, we probably never had a history of New York sports where there are so many teams that are ver doing very, very well, especially the Knicks. And the Knicks haven't been in the second round of the playoffs in 10 years. So it made me think about what it looked like in baseball 10 years ago for a Yankee game. And out of the blue, I went to this uh, Yankee box store from 19, uh, from 2013. And this was their lineup. This is their uh, box score. They had batting first Gardner, uh, Gardner we know. Second base, uh, batting second was Jason Nix. Batting third was Cano. Batting fourth was Vernon Wells. Batting fifth was Kevin Euclid. Batting sixth was Travis Hafner. Batting seventh was Suzuki. Okay. Batting eighth was Eduardo Nunez. And batting ninth was catching was Chris Stewart. Just give you an idea how uh, mediocre New York sports was 10 years ago. And uh, the Knicks at least made the playoffs that year. But getting to the uh, topic that I speak about, the Jets. Here is the trade, the deal. The Jets get Aaron Rodgers, pick number 15 in the 2023 draft, pick number 170, the fifth round, in the 2023 draft, and the Packers get pick number 13 in the 2023 draft, pick number 42 in the second round in the 2023 draft, pick number 207 in the sixth round in the 2023 draft, and in the 2024, the second round pick that becomes a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of the offensive snaps in this season, in, in that particular season. So what do we say about this? Uh, I feel that the people who get gypped, believe it or not, are the Jet fans in this regard. The Jets will become an upper echelon team, granted. And they could probably uh, have a chance of competing in the Super Bowl. But think of the poor fans that attend the games. There probably will be very, very few Sunday one o'clock games. 
Almost all of the games will either be 4.30 or 8 o'clock at night. And you think that that's great for uh, a fan, though, because I go to some of the games, but I hate the games at night. So that's what's going to happen. Another thing that's going to happen, it says that uh, uh, Zach Wilson, as a matter of fact, if you look in the paper, uh, they have a picture of Zach Wilson hugging uh, Aaron Aaron, uh, Rodgers. You know why they're hugging each other? Because the last time the Jets beat the Packers, uh, that was last year. And if you recall, the Jets beat the Packers. And at the end of the game, uh, Rodgers and Zach Wilson hugged. And Rodgers says that uh, Zach Wilson is going to really benefit for, from his coming to the uh, team. And he's going to train him. He's going uh, to be his mentor. And you're probably going to see a lot of Zach Wilson next year during the preseason because uh, he'll be getting mentored very, very uh, carefully and, and very, very diligently by Aaron Rodgers. And uh, maybe they could make something out of, uh, out of Mr. Wilson. So that's my story about the uh, Jets. As for my beloved Yankees, if you notice, they've been struggling lately, although they beat the, uh, the Twins uh, yesterday. And I have a, a reason, in my opinion, I don't know if it's every Yankee from the field the way I do. I blame one person for the Yankees. And that is, in my opinion, Giancarlo Stanton. I feel that the way, this, the, way the season was set up this year, Stanton, the way he was looking, the way he was starting to hit, in the middle of that lineup, that was, that was a lineup that was, that was a lineup that was on the verge of going places. In my opinion, when you are a baseball player, after all these years, and you cannot learn from your body, and you know what your body can and cannot do, he pulled his muscle, his soft tissue muscle, uh, pulling up from, a, I guess, with a double or trying to go for a triple, and he realized he couldn't make it, so he went back to the other base. That's how he got hurt. In my opinion, a ball player who's that valuable, and you know you're, he, he knows he's that valuable, he cannot allow, allow that to happen anymore. And he says he's sorry, and uh, I understand he's sorry, but I don't have that type of sympathy anymore for Giancarlo Stanton, and the Yankees are paying for it. The Yankees have everything else. They have really good middle relief, and if Rodon comes back, they have a nice rotation. They have a good closer. They have everything under the sun, but that lineup is lacking, and it's lacking, I think, because of Giancarlo Stanton. And that's my speech today. Michael, let me ask you something. Yes, what did sir. you think of Judge trying to steal third base yesterday and I heard he jammed his hand and they wanted to take him out of the game and he wouldn't go out. But how smart is that? You're winning by all the, what the heck is he trying to steal third base for? Not that's not smart. smart. Okay, right. I, I agree. I agree. Number one, why do you have Judge stealing bases? And number two, why is he yeah. sliding head first? Which makes yeah. right. I mean, like Milton, Milton's right. They're up five, nothing. Mm-hmm. It was so unnecessary. Right. Well, he, he was DHing yesterday. Another yeah. thing the Yankees don't have is a weak division. Right. You know yeah. what? Right. what you guys are saying, one of the fastest runners in all of baseball, you know who that is? Harrison Atani. Beta. Atani oh. could run mm-hmm. like the wind, and yet they don't. he doesn't run. You know, you know what Judge said? He used Jade, uh, Jita's uh, same phrase. You know, if if you if you're playing, don't say it. You're not hurt. If you're really hurt, don't play. That's what it, that's what his answer was when they they asked him about his hand. I agree with you, Milton. You have to know your body. You have to know your body. If you are uh, uh, what's his name? Who, who's a, who's a shortstop now? Uh, 
He runs. You let him run, okay? He, he's, a, he's indestructible at this stage of his career. But Judge, with his history, and Stanton, no way. And the same thing with Rizzo. Rizzo has to be careful. You got to know every, all of us. We have to know our body. And if you're a valuable ball player, you really have to know your body. And I again, I feel that Stanton's injury is inexcusable. Yeah. <clears throat> and I totally agree with Milton. He shouldn't be stealing bases. Michael, who was the guy the Yankees were playing in England? I'll never forget this. I was in New York watching the game at a bar. The Yankees already had 17 runs, and their first baseman tried to go from first to second, and that was the end of his – he was out the rest of the year. Who was the uh, first baseman? Luke, Luke, Luke Boyd. Boyd. Was yeah. Luke, Luke Boyd. Boyd. What the heck? That, that was right. the end of him. Not very oh, fleet-footed. He's around. Floyd is around. Yeah. yeah. He's, on, he's on Washington now. Yeah. Oh, no, that was last year. No, he's with someone oh. else now. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Right. He's on Milwaukee. Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee, there's no yeah. team in that division under 500. It's a tough division. Yeah. yeah. Right. Best right. division. It's going to be a long year. No, well, don't discount the Orioles. The Orioles are playing really right. well. Right. The Orioles I like. Right. Who's in first place in the National League? Okay. All right. Thank you, Michael, for the support. Um, I, I still, Stanton got hurt as he, he hit a double and he was slowing yeah. up to second base. Right. He thought it was a home run and then realized it was a up. double and then and suddenly had to uh, pull up, hightail it to make, to make a double. There he hit a double. You know, these guys have muscles where we don't have muscles, and they, they pull these. You know, it was funny. I was watching the game yesterday. I think Jeff Nelson was talking about an injury. He says to me, 1998, he says to the game, he says, I didn't even know there was an oblique. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that word, right? Until the last <clears throat> 10 years. Right. All right, let's move on. We're doing good. Howie's West Coast Report, sponsored by the West Coast. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, first up is the uh, Golden State Warriors. We yes. have the last three games. Mm -hmm. What happened? How did they do it? Well, defense, uh, both Andrew Wiggins and Gary Payton II, who are defensive specialists, but Wiggins can also score 18 to 20 points a game, really contributed. And their center, Yvonne Nooney, is playing the best ball. He's had uh, rebounds of 20, 14, and 22 rebounds a game. Uh, so they've completely turned it around, and they're poised to win this series uh, with the game tomorrow night at, the, at the San Francisco. Uh, the Niners, uh, with all this rumors about trading for Trey Lance, I don't think it's going to happen. However, the, their first pick, I don't think, is still the end of the third round. I think I heard it was the 99th pick or whatever. They don't do anything. Uh, the Giants, winners of five straight, and they were 6-13. and 13. Now they're 11-13, and just like a game and a half, two games out of me, because that whole division is kind of around the 500 level. Right. And uh, the Giants were helped by getting Mitch Hanniger, and Austin Slater back, both right-handed pitchers because other teams were throwing left-handers against the Giants and really stopping them. Now, if you throw a left-handed against the Giants, Jock Pearson sits. Now that he's got some more right-handed batters, 
uh, Gabe Kapla, the second coming of Casey Stengel, will <laughs> now uh, be able to platoon to his heart's content. Mm. Oh, one player he doesn't, one of the players he doesn't platoon is an old Met, J.D. Davis, who impressed him in spring training so much so that he, he is playing them every day and Davis is is hitting the ball. So good. Well, that's pretty good. Playing third, he's playing uh, first. First, even DH, yeah, play. And, you know, they got they got Wilma Flores too to play first and third and DH. Uh, they got and the, the pitching was all, always there. The uh relief pitching was, was blowing games during that losing streak, but I think they're right in the ship and uh will be in there to fight for a walk. Right? And meanwhile, the biggest slump on the Giants is by Conforto. What is he betting? Batting like 120? Yeah, Florida. it's been slumping. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, getting back to these other two players, it helps. It was it's just the year the Pat- Giants win 105 games, right? Every other year they, they have fabulous <laughs> years. This is the yeah, fabulous well, year, right? 107 two years ago, 81 last year. But if they could win 87 this year, they could they could make the playoffs like the Phillies did last it's year. It's a long way to the finish line. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> A couple of comments. All right, for Joe and then Mike. Yeah. Uh, Howard? Yeah. There was a nice article in the New York Times today on Looney. He does a lot of yoga to keep his body in shape. I heard I heard that on sports radio the other yeah, day. Yeah, you should read it online. It's a, it's, it's a nice article. He seems like an interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's something else. Right. Mike Say has a comment. Mike Say. Yeah. Uh, uh, Two quickies. Um, so Looney last night had 22 rebounds. The team had 43. So he actually had just over 50% of the rebounds. He's very aggressive on the offensive boards and yes. he has very strong hands. So if he gets if he gets near the ball and gets gets fingers on it, he usually holds onto it. The other thing that I would say about this series, you all know that Draymond Green got suspended for game three. And after that, when he was coming back, uh, he went to Curry, I mean, he went to uh, Kerr, uh, supposedly, and said, uh, you know, I think I should come in off the bench. And at least Kerr said that uh, publicly. And that is what happened. And the, uh, the reason given was that uh, Green saw that the spacing was better with, uh, you know, one big guy in there and four shooters and this kind of thing. But there's another aspect to it that I just point out. You all remember that during training camp for the Warriors, Draymond Green uh, cold cocked uh, uh, Poole, right? He slugged yeah. him and knocked yeah. him down in training camp. That was a big event in there. And uh, he was he was suspended for a day, a game or a day or two or whatever by the, by the Warriors. But he came back. Of course, he apologized. He apologized to the team and all that kind of thing. But that leaves that leaves a real sore. Right. I mean, that's not something you can just easily forget, dismiss. But when when Green came to uh, Kerr and asked to be started off the bench, the guy who then started was Poole. Right. right? Poole is the sixth man. Otherwise. So his sitting down gave Poole, you could call it the honor of a starting uh, position for these last two games. I don't say that that's totally healed everything up, but I think it was a gesture in part to try to do that. Oh, interesting. Are they 2-2 now? 3-2 Warriors. 3-2 Warriors. 3-2. Okay. 
A couple more, uh, uh, Gerald. I just want to give a little update on Michael Conforto. Sixty-five at bats. He's batting two fifteen, four yeah. home runs, ten RBIs. So the season isn't lost yet for Michael Conforto. He didn't play last year. 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 He didn't how did Fox play with his fractured finger? Couldn't even see, couldn't even notice that anything was wrong. Yeah, you no. didn't even notice it. No, I mean they were. Uh, Sacramento was missing shots. They were constantly right. missing. The Warriors, thanks to Looney, were getting you know second, third chances. Uh, so uh, it was a tough game. It was down to one point. Sounds but, sounds like Looney's the West Coast version of Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right. Thank you, Howie, for the report. And we have a new feature this week, and hopefully it'll be a regular feature. Uh, Mike C. from the D.C. area is going to report on sports happenings in the D.C. area. And I turn it over to Mike C. Well, for obvious reasons, I won't be discussing the teams in this region right now. But I will uh, mention what I think is the single most important thing that happened in the past week, which was a decision by an appellate court in New York uh, against the the, the Orioles and what's called something called uh, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. It's a TV network that televises both the uh, Orioles and Washington. And the decision was that a dispute between the the two principal parties the Washington Nationals and this television network was going to needed to go back to major league arbitrator to reach a final decision. Now, I have to give you the, if you don't know this background, it's very important to understand this. When the Montreal, when major league baseball wanted to move the, the Montreal Expos into Washington, uh, Peter Angelos, the owner of the Orioles objected to it and said that he, uh, he felt he had rights and so on. Now under the rules of Major League Baseball, he did not have rights, but he asserted rights to the television market of the Washington DC. And Major League Baseball was anxious to get the Expos in and yeah. they eventually agreed. How did go? Pardon me? So. They, yeah, they eventually agreed with Angelo. Say, so I'm sure they feared a suit. I mean, this guy at that time was in his prime and you know, only too ready to sue them and hold the whole thing up for years. So they agreed to this. And a, a, the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, uh, so on, was developed to uh, do, televise the, the games of these two teams. And they, they had a kind of a formula under which they would split the revenues and so on. And that was supposed to go on through time. And eventually Washington's uh, share would peak at only about a third. But in any case, that was the agreement. Now, the Washington Nationals have accused Mazin, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, of withholding $100 million from 2012 to 2016, uh, over a five-year period. They were underpaid by $20 million a year. And this went to an arbitrator. And the, the arbitrator ruled that, uh, well, they, they actually asked for more. The arbitrator reached the, the, the ruling that, that they were owed $100 million. And that's when the Orioles appealed. And they went into the courts and they said that this was unfair and they went to a lower court and they, they won in the lower court, but the appellate court reversed and sent it back. And they're the final uh, uh, arbitrator in this. And they sent it back to an arbitrator who was 
appointed by Major League Baseball. The Orioles complained that this guy is, um, uh, you know, oriented towards Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball wants this uh, to cut in the direction of the Washington Nationals. So it's unfair. But in any case, that is where it's headed back. Now, this has profound implications for number one, for the financing of the Washington Nationals, which I think you can all tell has been a little sparse over the last few years. And that's why letting all those guys go. And it has implications too for the sale price. This team is possibly on the market. It's not 100% clear yet whether they will be sold. Uh, the old man, uh, uh, Lerner, uh, wanted to sell them, but he died at the age of 97. His son is in charge. There's a split within the family. It isn't clear yet what's going to happen. But in any case, all this affects the future of both the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles. Hmm. If you, you know, the Orioles are kind of squeezed because they're in between Washington and Philadelphia. So their TV market is quite limited. And I think their feeling has been that if they don't have this uh, extra source of revenues, that they, they're probably uh, gonna be a very small market team in the present day. So that, that's the major development. We'll see what comes of it. Uh, that was only 12, 000, uh, 2012 to 16. There's other years to be considered. So there's a lot of money at issue here. Okay, anybody wanna comment on that report? I see Larry, go ahead. But the latest uh, information I have is the is the Nationals are not going to sell, but they're going to go, go for mon a minority uh, uh, positions. And a minority investor? Minority investor, yeah. Yeah. You have to understand that the learners, this is the family that owns the Washington Nationals right now, their fortune was made in commercial real estate. Yes. You can imagine what has happened in that market in the last say three, four years. Mm -hmm. And that is a big reason why the cash flows have been such a difficult issue for that team. Anybody at Gerald? I was going to say uh, when the uh, when Steve Cohen bought the Mets, there were actually three components to the Mets. There's the stadium, there's the team, and there is the cable system. So Steve Cohen actually bought the, the team and the stadium but the uh, uh, Wilpons Will retained control over SNY and never sold SNY. And very often the cable uh, uh, station is the plum uh, in, mm -hmm. in, in any team. The cash flow is, is, very, uh, is very steady and, and uh, very lucrative. Right. How many people ever watch shows on SNY other than the ball game, pregame and postgame? You do watch some of the shows? Yes. Some of the reports at night, like recaps of all the uh, sports for the day. I go elsewhere. I go elsewhere. I watch the Billy Joel concerts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anybody else have a comment for, for Mike? No? Okay. Nice nice opening report. Yes, it was. As we yeah. know, each week, I know you'll you'll have something for us. And maybe you'll get a sponsor one week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fred, we're up to your NBA playoff or NHL. NHL report. Yes, well, it's great to, well, it's great to be a basketball and hockey fan in the New York area. Tonight, we got big game five, Rangers-Devils. And the Rangers still have the road, road ice advantage. So we'll see, see what happens tonight in 
in, in Jersey. And, of course, it's great to be a Knicks fan after mm-hmm. last night. I mean, I thought the Knicks would beat the Cavs. I didn't think they'd beat them so easily. But, uh, you know, talks we talk about Brunson and Barrett, but best player last night was Mitchell Robinson. Yes. And he's been great the whole series, Dominic. Everybody said, oh, at the beginning of the year, beginning of the series, um, Mobley and Allen will dominate Robinson and Hartenstein. Well, the reverse yeah. has happened. The only bad thing from last night, and I, I, I don't know if anybody heard, has heard any update about Julius Randle's ankle, if, or if, if there was one given. No, but, not yet. But uh, we'll see if he's ready for Sunday at 1 o'clock when the Knicks, surprisingly, who, who would have thought the beginning of the series that if the Knicks won, they'd be having home court advantage. But yeah. but, but Miami, who has uh, beat Milwaukee in five on the Jimmy Butler yep. game the other night, fifty when he scored fifty six and single handedly took over the uh, game in the fourth quarter to beat the Bucks game. Yeah. Uh, so game, four, game four. He's a big game player, Butler. Oh, he's great. Yes, he tough, tough, he's tough player. Ironically, it's yeah. going to be great. He's also, he's also probably one of – he is one of Tom Thibodeau's most famous – excuse me, I'm a little horse. One of Tom Thibodeau's favorite players. He's hmm. coached him in Chicago and Minnesota. Yeah. It's going to be a great – going to be a great series. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and tonight, the, you guys see the, the play by Trey Young the other night uh, – the, for the key yes. walks in this in the series. What a great move that was! And tonight's game six, the Hawks playing in Atlanta, so Hawks got a fighting chance to he, take that a game seven, which I'm he, sure the six, which I'm sure the sixes are rooting for for a game seven. I'll give Joel Embiid a little bit more time to yeah. uh, to rest and uh, see in hockey. You know, it's, it's like the Rangers series. The road team has uh, has won every game. And surprisingly, in, in the other series in the East, Florida has won two games at the Boston Garden. So you know, it doesn't seem like home ice advantage means all that much in, in hockey. I think we've mentioned that last week because of what happened out West. So it's a good, great play. We'll see what happens tonight. The devil, Devils switch goal, goalies, and that seemed to make a difference. Jack Hughes is playing great. Suddenly, the Rangers' power play is, is, is nothing. Kreider can't. You know, they can't get anybody close to the net to, to the goals like they did in the first two games. It should be a very interesting game tonight. Anybody, any comments? Pivotal, pivotal game. Pivotal. They're all pivotal games, but yeah. Right. Michael, right, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, a couple of things. They're uh, comparing uh, Jack Hughes uh, as a as a range of nemesis to Reggie Miller when he used to drive the... Uh, well, let, let's see. Let's see. You Listen, have the years. Come on. Let's let's, let's see a little more, uh, little more. Right. And the other thing is with the Rangers is they better start giving Panarin some space so he could shoot that puck. He drives me crazy. He probably is the best skater. He's a, I think he's the most talented uh, skater on the Rangers, player on the play, uh, Rangers. But he passes too damn much. The whole, team, too damn- the whole team tries to make one one pass too many. You know, right. If you if you guys remember years and years ago when Barry Beck was there and mm-hmm. Bill Chadwick was the announcer was saying, "Shoot the puck, Barry." Shoot the puck, Barry. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the Rangers got to do. Shoot the puck, Rangers. Shoot the puck. Get it on net. Get it on net instead of trying to make the fancy pass. The right. Rangers got to play got to play north south instead of going east west. They got to they got to 
they, they got to just dig and, and grind and grind. And then and they didn't do, and they haven't done that in the last two games. I bet tonight is going to be a great game. How do you like that? I'm hoping so. Between I got I'm going to have my my main focus is going to be on the Rangers tonight and the Hawks and Celtics. And then I got to have the NBA and well, NFL draft. And we, we the Jets We're going to get you right this now. Get Anybody know, Jack? There's a lot going on tonight. A lot tonight. I just got off the press here. Uh, Lamar Jackson yeah. just yeah. agreed to a uh, five-year deal with the Ravens, making yeah. him the richest quarterback. $260 million he passed Jay Lennon. Yeah. Wow. How many years? guaranteed? Five years. Five years. 260. Highest-paid quarterback in NFL history. And so he'll be there for a few years. And he doesn't That's have guaranteed, to Mark. Guaranteed, fully guaranteed, two thirty. Wow, two thirty. No, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, seeking a deal. Let's see. Deshaun Watson was uh, was two thirty. Yeah. Where's the guarantee? This one. It doesn't say what the guarantee is. Maybe you guys could check it out. But apparently, yeah. he didn't. He didn't have an agent either. That's right. So his mother is his agent. Mother. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's, that's that's right. So kept kept it in the family. Well, the draft is tonight for you oh, yeah. college uh, uh, football people. It's a really a fantastic show. Uh, I'm even going to have my wife, who's not a football fan, watch yeah. the show. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I believe the first pick is around eight o'clock. I think they'll go on seven o'clock. They'll. No, yeah, no, they go. They go on the air at eight, though. Isn't it eight o'clock? Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. when they go on, but this uh, yeah, the only one round. It lasts for hours. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we right. get 15 minutes between picks. I think. Tomorrow it's tomorrow two rounds. It goes quicker. Yeah. So yeah. Bryce Young is expected to, you know, from Alabama, expected to be number one by Carolina, uh, which was which which was expected. I say, well, long will be the mock drafts they've been having. But once you go past number one, it's it's any every day there's something else for number two. Who yeah. has number two? The Houston has number two. The Cardinals three. The Colts need a quarterback. They're going four. So it should be very interesting with all the side stories they have to fill in in between the uh, in between the picks. Uh, all right, Gerald, what do you have for us? Here's something on the, the Lamar Jackson contract. The report said the Ravens offered Jackson guaranteed $133 million at signing, $175 million if he got injured, and $200 million springing guarantee if he's on the roster on the fifth day of the 2026 league year. Okay. Okay. So, you know, again, with the, 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 the Ranger game, the other basketball game on, and the, the draft, you need multiple. Uh, you got to go to a bar. <laughs> Every, and, 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 the, and the Mets and the Yankees. And the Mets and the Yankees. Mets and the Yankees. I mean, I have, I have a Zoom call at, at uh, 730. I don't know what the hell. Ex-Yankee Andrew Heaney's pitching against, against yeah. the Yankees tonight. Right. You know what I do? I watch, I watch the Rangers until they start losing. Then I start switching to the baseball. And then uh, I want to. I want to uh, uh, thank or um, what's the word? Not thank Roger, but Roger acknowledge. Roger was going to give the uh, the Aaron Rodgers draft 
details, but um, Michael F. did his job for him. But all the work that Roger did. Thank you, Roger. <laughs> all right, other, 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 other football news other than the draft. The Washington Commanders, you Washington people, they're not going to exercise the fifth year on Chase Young. Now, Chase Young, when he came out of out of Ohio State, I believe. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was an animal as a yeah. as a uh, defensive end, defensive lineman, number two pick in the twenty twenty draft. But I guess injuries, injuries, not worth the risk to uh, to to pick him up. So someone's going to get a nice little guy there, and well, uh, maybe he'll maybe find a to uh, keep him healthy. Yeah. Uh, other injuries news: injuries and lack of performance too. He's an animal. He's an animal. In year one, he was, uh, you know, rookie of the year. And all yeah, yeah. You know, he was wonderful. But in years, well, year two, he tore his ACL. Yeah. Year three, he's probably recovering from it. But he, his performance was underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And they have other defensive linemen they have to uh, keep on, you know, in the reservation. Okay. So he's free. Someone's going to pick him up. The, uh -huh. the, the uh, NFL suspended five guys. I don't know if you heard this. For gambling. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Lions Quintes Cephas, the Lions CJ Moore, the Commanders Shaka Tony, they were all suspended indefinitely. Wow, indefinitely. Uh, Cephas, Moore, and Tony were betting on NFL games in 2022. Uh, they could reapply after 2023. They could reapply. Plus, the Lions have a wide receiver, Stanley Berryhill, and a wide receiver, Jamison Williams. They're both getting six games. They were betting on non-NFL games from an NFL facility. So they got a six games. I'm sure they lose pay, too. I'm sure it's suspended yeah. without pay. Yeah. Well, Lions, Lions cut two of the guys, Cephas and Williams. Lions cut Cephas some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So down bet. <laughs> uh, Michael yeah I just want to ask uh, Roger uh, in his report did he write anything about the salary cap ram ramifications because I didn't cover that I think I think Roger left because he was upset no no he's still there yeah. he just Where is uh, he? muted right. I don't see Roger right. there he is yeah, he's uh, there he's uh, just, maybe uh, you went for a maybe you went for a PP run <laughs> All right. We'll see when he comes back. Hold that question when you see him again, okay? Uh, Odell Beckham of the same Baltimore Ravens was recently accused uh, of grabbing the throat of a woman at a club. Always gets in trouble. The club owner says it's all false. So who are you going to believe? He wants Odell Beckham report, to come back. The Eagles hired uh, Matt Patricia. But the Eagles hired him as they call it the defensive def senior defensive assistant. Okay, they, they lost a lot. They lost their offensive coordinator yeah. and their defensive <laughs> coordinator. So they need to uh, uh, fill in. Um, college football. This is interesting. University of Colorado <clears throat> sold out their entire stadium for the season for the first time since 1996. 
the ninth time in the history of the school. And what's the reason? Dion. Prime time. Prime time. That's right. That stadium is right by my house, by the way. But unless, did, did, unless, did, you, did, you, did you hear a story? Did you hear a story about them, though? What's that? Their best player in their spring game, who had a great game, three days later, put said he's he's going into the transfer portal that he does that he can't play. He doesn't want to play for Deion Sanders. Maybe Deion said something to him. He didn't like or something. I don't know. <laughs> Deion was bringing a lot of his guys from the Jackson State over. I heard that too. That'll be twenty. Uh, unless he bought all the tickets. That's how they sold out. <laughs> right. And this is an interesting one. If you follow college uh, football, Notre Dame had a quarterback last year, Tyler Buckner. Going to Alabama. He transferred to Alabama. Yep. Okay. And here's a good one. Um, Dartmouth University coach, Buddy Tevens, a nationally known advocate for implementing measures to to de decrease head injuries, had his right leg amputated. Oh, God. Following a bicycle accident last oh. month in Florida. Oh. Him and his wife were riding in St. Augustine, and they were struck by a pickup truck on March 16th. So he was a football coach. So I wonder about what's going to happen with his career. Buddy Devin, Kevin Stevens, T E V E N S. He's up in years, I think. Is he? I, I'm, I'm not too sure, but not a nice job, and he gets his leg taken off, you know what I mean? And you remember the quarterback who replaced Trevor Lawrence at Clemson? Yeah. I, I can't pronounce his last name. It was uh, T.J. Uligali. Uligali. Yeah, well, he started a couple of years and was replaced last year as starter. And he's going to Oregon State. Okay. So these guys can move around, whatever they, you know. Gonna, they never had that option years ago, right? Right. right. One more story before I, I, a couple of, I see Josie hands it. One more thing. College football made a big change in their rules. The clock will continue to run after first downs. Oh, really? If you follow football, college football, every first down, the clock stopped. Even though the ball was in play yeah. on the field, now, like the NFL, the, the, the clock will continue to run. By having the clock run, the games will be shorter and reduction of the number of plays, and they're looking for less injuries. Yeah. You used to have like close to four-hour games. Yeah. The stoppage will continue with two minutes left in the half and the game. So they'll go back to the old rules for the – the half and the game. All right, Joe, you have a hand up? What's up? Yeah, I did more to Fred's point before. Uh, there were a number of players in Colorado that apparently Sanders didn't want, and they're all transferring. Yeah. About nine guys. There were also and guys who said the, they didn't want to play for him. Yeah, and plus, and Sanders didn't want them either, apparently. And yeah. one of the guys is actually going to graduate, and then he's going to go play for another college team next year. It's it's, it's gotten bizarre. I mean, it's Well, you know, if, you, here, if, you're, if you're a coach... And you have your own ways, and you have the players. Then the coach leaves, and a new coach comes in. You know, typical, like, like a job. The new coach has their own system. You might not like that new system, and maybe you don't play, work as hard, and maybe he says, I don't want you, or they don't get along. I'm not 
I'm not I'm not questioning it so much as it's just, uh, you know, it's just bizarre compared to what it used to be. I mean, this was technically these guys were college students, although they really weren't for the most part. And now it's, you know, it's a little bit more honest, but it's still it's still somewhat bizarre. Here's a guy who's going to graduate from Colorado and go to another college where, I don't know, maybe he'll take graduate courses or not. I don't, I'm not sure, but he's going to play another year mm-hmm. in college ball. You know, when they first put in this transfer, you know, for graduate students, they used to, excuse me, they made it out that you could only transfer to another college if that school had a a discipline that that your old school didn't have. You know, Mm. to try to make it Mm. as a big academic thing. And now it's, you know. Education second, I think, right? Where can I play? Mike, Mike C. Mark, yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike C. You're my guest. Mike C. <laughs> Just a brief uh, follow-up on Buddy Tevens. He's 66 years old, and I had forgotten this, but he was the coach at Stanford early in the uh, 21st century. He was there for a few years. He was fired in 2005, went back to Dartmouth. It was his second stint there, and he's won a series of Ivy League titles. He's a good coach, but at his age, I suspect he won't be back. Oh man, we'll, we'll follow up that as we find more information. All right, other Mike. Yeah, I don't know if it had anything to do with the lack of uh, the popularity of, of Deion Sanders, but back earlier this month, there was a very realistic Facebook post about more uh, about Sanders stepping down as coach of the uh, Colorado Buffaloes and becoming the coach of the Denver Broncos. And of course, it was an April Fool's joke, but it oh. shook up Colorado very, very. Uh, severely, and it was, it was really something. I, I when I read the article, I said, "Holy Toledo!" And then, as, as I continued, I said, "No, oh my God, that cannot be possible." But uh, who knows? What do you see. think? You think he's auditioning for that job? I don't know. You but don't the, know. the Broncos have a very uh, well-known coach, so who knows? I, I doubt if that could ever happen. All right. Any more comments on the football? Watch the draft tonight and all the other things. All right, baseball. You know, the Mets and the Yankees right now have the exact same record, 14 and 11. Mm-hmm. The Mets have lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. Yep. First time they're under the uh, Showalter oh. regime, they've lost four the in right. a row. That's right. The Mets are in second place. And the Yankees are in fourth place. Mm. Whatever, whatever that means. Well, the Rays, the Rays yeah. ran away with everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Rays have lost two in a row now themselves. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot for them. Yeah, it's a long season. Yeah, they're right. gonna, yeah. they're yeah. gonna have a losing uh, streak. People gonna catch them. You'll, you'll see what happens. More. How about those Pittsburgh Pirates? Pittsburgh yeah, Pirates. You think they're gonna for, for real? They got a nice hey, team. Hey, it, it was it was a good sign that they signed Reynolds to an eight-year contract. Yeah. Maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're about serious. The yeah, maybe yeah. they're serious. They just beat the Dodgers two out of three. Yeah. Yeah. Gerald, the Mets also have four starters that they were counting on that uh, are currently not available. Right. Scherz yeah. is under how many games now is he? Uh, has May 1st. He's out. Monday. Next Monday. Monday. He's probably he'll pitch against the Braves Monday's in the last game of that series. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why he uh, he dropped his appeal. Very, very good reason. What? He said the Mets spoke to him. He did it for the good of the team. He wanted to pitch. He No, because he said the arbiter was not a neutral arbiter. It was somebody from Major League Baseball who would decide the appeal. And he looked at the schedule and he said, if I do 10 games, I can, I can pitch against the Braves in the last game of the series. And mm-hmm. he didn't have a chance of winning. And he accepted the fact that they, they instead of 10,000, they find them 5,000. 
Yeah, they did drop it. Yeah, I wanted to see to see pay that or the team pays that. You would think the team would pick that up for him. Would they? I don't know. Are they allowed to? He can afford. Who knows where the money comes from? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I mean, he could pay, and the team can write him a check for for five thousand dollars. Does he get paid during the suspension? I don't think so. And the Mets have to play with, and the Mets have to play with one less player also. Yeah, they can't replace oh, they him can't on replace the. Uh, oh, right. Are you sure about us. that? Yes, that yeah. sure that they they made a big point of saying that that they that yeah. they were one man short in the bullpen or whatever because they were they were they only had twenty five players instead of twenty six. That mm. that's absolutely true. The old way, twenty-five players. Remember how many years was twenty-five players? Yeah, right. I want that twenty-six <laughs> player. Uh, other Mets news: uh, They have the superstar in in, in AAA, Ronnie Mauricio, oh, yeah. uh, who's a shortstop, but he's not ever going to be playing shortstop for the Mets unless uh, uh. door goes down <laughs> with an injury. So he's been playing second base. Lamar Jackson just signed. New position. Lamar Jackson just signed. And a nice. Uh, a nice uh, comeback for Joey Lucchese. Yeah, that was a great Pitches game. Tonight, Pitches tonight. Pitches tonight. Had a nice game last week. Uh, after nice game. Yeah, great 672 game. days away from Major League Baseball, he came back. Good for him. He's the only Met this year has gone into the seventh inning. The starter. Mm. About mm. that. Wow. And they, the, the Mets uh, gave their fans, and too bad Ron is not on to, to tell us about this, a video tribute, Dom Smith. Yeah. Monday of when, when they played their first game. Again. That was nice. Yeah, nice, nice tribute. And uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, no place for him to play in, on the on the Mets. He's not an yeah. No. Two things during uh, Scherzer's suspension, the Mets cannot uh, fill the roster with another yeah. player. And in addition. Uh, players lose pay for PD suspensions, but not on-field infractions that result in punishment. In Scherzer's case, that is roughly $2.4 million. He gets the keep over the 10 games. So it's a paid vacation for him. Yeah. yeah I'm sure he's not happy. My overall feeling with the Scherzer suspension is that he's just the guy that got caught. Right. You know, yeah. by the all. same umpire who's caught like three or four. Yeah, all right, but he's he's yeah. the guy that got caught. Yeah, you know, and he's yeah. a premier premier, uh, uh, you know, uh, pitcher, and it's a lesson to everybody. So he's probably been using that his whole career. Yeah, so he was cheating now. He was cheating before also. Yeah. Not was, that he's the only uh, one. It's just so unfortunate that Bill Cousy was umpiring. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Nixon, he got caught. Yeah, but doesn't Mets fans? Let me ask a question of Mets fans. Don't you guys feel that it would have been prudent of Scherzer just to say to the umpire, I'm sorry, and run back and wash off his hands instead of arguing again? And the other thing is, Showalter, why was Showalter so placid? Because he didn't want to get into any more trouble, because probably there are other pitchers on the Mets who are doing the same darn thing. Sure, oh, other teams also. Very disappointed. Not just the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. Just Every pitcher needs to have a grip on the yeah. ball. You need a grip on the ball when you pitch the ball, and you just can't. You just can't use your flat hand and throw. You know, you need that rosin. You need. But but, but here, here's the difference, guys. In 
In baseball, you use the rosin for a particular purpose. I'm a bowler. I use a rosin to keep my hand dry. Yeah. That's the purpose of the rosin. So they're using the rosin in such a way in order to create a sticky substance. substance. Rosin and sweat. Yeah, rosin and sweat. I'm trying you know, to use the rosin sweat. to get the sweat off my fingers. Bowlers don't sweat, right? Yeah, we sure we do. Ah, uh, you don't sweat. <laughs> you throw two balls every time. ten minutes. Yeah, you no, 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 no. It's just that we 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 practice <laughs> our we practice our sport air conditioning. That's the difference. That's your strike, Joe. Let's is... go, Joe. No, I just wanted to say that I don't think Scherzer had to do that six, seven years ago when he was at his peak. You know, he's a little bit older now. He's lost well, no. a few miles off his fastball. He needs yeah. a little help. Yeah, great pitcher, good pitcher. Always against oh. us now. He's winning one of us. Gerald. I mean, he used to be unhittable in his prime. He's not in his prime. The batters anymore. have pine tar, of course. And, and another uh, another observation: there was talk about moving the pitcher's mound back, and uh, the, the the distance between bases is less, and the, and pitchers are limited to to three pickoff attempts. So, is the idea to uh, increase uh, offense in the game? Yep, that's what it is. Yeah. Let them just fungo. Hey, you know, it'll be interesting. Tomorrow night, DeGrom pitches against yeah. the Yankees. Uh, so, um, you watch that? Yeah, it'd be cool. Be cool. Yeah. He's been be pitching pretty good since, yeah, since that first game. But but he's, still the... not going, he's still not going very deep. He's only going five or six innings. <clears throat> He'll probably hurt his arm by the third inning. <laughs> yes, uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't yes, bet see. against that. Maybe yeah. he'll no hit you. Anyway, the Mets fixed those ugly, huge uniform patches. Oh, good. Oh. Presbyterian, oh, Presbyterian, the Philadelphia Phillies colors, and they made it a smaller one with Mets colors. Did you notice that the other night? Well, no. Listen to you, Mark. They made the change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> So what else do we have? You heard that uh, the White Sox closer, Liam Hendricks, who's been who's mm -hmm. been out for I think lymphoma, yeah. he's yeah. cancer free. Good. Okay. And something hit the internet the other way uh, the other day. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Now he's back. He's yeah. playing the outfield, and every uh, foreign uh, team uh, stadium they go to, the fans in the outfield they're yelling, "You cheated!" You cheated, <laughs> and it's loud. But what he's been doing, he's been dancing to that. You cheat. He's been dancing to his own own music. You have to see that on YouTube. It's really, really cool. You, know? you cheated. You lied. Cheated, you lied. Right? Who sang that? Milton. Who sang that? You said that you, you loved lied. me. You said that you loved me. Milton. You cheated. You lied. Who sang that? The <laughs> Shields. The Shields. Hank Williams. Oh, it was. You cheated. You lied. You told me. It was the Shields. Look it up. Not I know the Rhino, it. the Shields. Oh, so did you see Mookie Betts playing you know that shortstop you now? No, no. Come on, look it up right now. It's the Shields. Look it up, look it up. Mookie Betts, besides playing the outfields, came up in the second baseman. He's now playing shortstop every now again for the Dodgers. What a versatile guy. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame when he, when he steps yeah. aside. And you know the Yankees have two Calhouns? Yeah. Cole on their and roster? They have yep. Billy, and they and also Cole. picked up Cole. K-O-L-E. They're not related. Uh, Cole had 33 home runs for the Angels in 2019, 16 for Arizona in 2020, 
during the COVID shortened season. And I heard they're looking to, to hire Haystacks Calhoun next. Maybe you want to put him in left field. I was waiting for him. Yeah, to dig him up. Is he still around, that wrestler? Haystacks Calhoun? No, he's dead. He's no, dead. He's he's dead. dead. He's Four hundred one pounds. Right, Gerald's got some information. Wait, 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 what, what was he? he was over four hundred pounds, right? Six hundred. Six hundred. Six hundred. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you cheated. You lied. Was sang by the Gel Vikings in nineteen fifty-eight, and also the no, Shield. The Shield. Yeah, Milton said that already. Milton, you can't doubt Milton. Milton knows these things. Okay. The Diamondbacks have this pitcher, Zach Gallon who we talked about last year on the show right here. He's oh. now has 28 innings of a scoreless streak. Right. 28 innings going on right now. Last mm -hmm. year, he, he went 44 and a third. Mm -hmm. So they have a little lightning in a bottle right there. They have you a good know? team. I, I think when he's due for free agency, uh, if his arm is intact, he's going to make a few bucks. Yeah. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll come east. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> mm -hmm. And... Um, the Pirates have a feel-good story. The Pirates have a feel-good story with this fella. Uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds was out for a bereavement. They brought this guy up, Drew Maggie, or Maggie, mm -hmm. M-A-G-I, 33 mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. He spent uh, 13 years, 1,155 minor league games, never called up. Yeah, 30,000 and some odd at-bats, right? They, they called them up. And he got up to bat yesterday for the first time. And he well, the first pitch, was first pitch, he had a shot deep to left field foul. The fans were really, uh, really yeah, into it. He eventually struck out, mm. but he got he got his chance. He, he and I'm sure he'll be going back uh, <laughs> soon. But nice, nice story, M A G G I, for a guy to hang around that long in baseball. Okay. Gift of the Magi. Gift of Fresh, the Magi. Yeah? Davis. And what about player. Trevor Bauer? You want to give Trevor Bauer with all you know, the the Mets need some pitching. We shouldn't. No, we shouldn't, no, be, we no. shouldn't even no. be talking about him. About him. No. All right, all right, no all right. Burned down. He, he did a no, no, okay, and got caught. But there you go. Um, he's playing. Where's he playing now? He's playing in Japan. Minor <laughs> leagues in Japan. Minor leagues. All right. And, uh, yes. Texas released Clint Jackson Frazier, finally. No one picked him up as no one picked up Ross Bumgarner. No, mm. no one picked them yeah. up. So they're free, and he can get them the minimum salary of $720,000. And did you see it yesterday? Again, if you look at the uh, reviews, Kansas City has a guy named Freddie Furman. Catch him. But he actually knocked the cover off the ball. Anybody see that? What's his, what's his last name? Fermin. F E R M I N. Oh, he's got to be my another of my favorite plays. Him and Freddie. Freddie okay, Freddie hmm. Fermin, uh, Kansas City against the Diamondbacks. Foul ball, uh, and they they said, "How is that possible?" They think the bat that was used is has. They call it. I don't know. A barrel bat or something, or, or a, a, a hollow bat, something with the bat. <laughs> he hit the ball, and it was a foul ball. It was a foul ball, but the, the, the ball was, you know, it came out, came out. The cover came off. Well, you get the natural. 
Ed Hearn. Yeah, right. Ed Hearn got a kidney. Good. Remember, we've been talking about Ed yeah. Hearn and the desire mm -hmm. to get a kidney. He got a kidney. Now, I, 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 we have time. I want to go over that. But I saw this yesterday, and I thought it was very interesting. Full-time baseball. And I guess they, the, these stats carry over for today. Like pr prior to 1864, baseball, pitches through underhand. Are you aware of that? Yes. And if yes. a ball was caught on one bounce in fair territory, it was an out. Right. And yeah. sometimes on foul balls, too. If it bounced once and you caught it, it's an out. And in the old-time baseball, there was no such thing as a called strike. Mm. Only swinging strikes counted. Mm. Umpires sometimes ask the fans to umpire from the state from the from the seats. <laughs> I didn't see it. What is he? Oh, he's safe. He's... Can you imagine that? <laughs> they had better views. How about this one? From 1867 to 87, a batter could request from the pitcher a high pitch or a low pitch. <laughs> Give it to me, low. How do you like it? How do you like it? Uh, 1885 to 83, batters can use a flat-sided bat. Oh, God. Uh, ground rule doubles were considered home runs yeah. until 1930. Yeah. How about this one? This is a great one because, you know, growing up in elementary school, you played kickball. Remember kickball? Yeah. Yeah. At one point, outfielders could throw the ball and hit the runners to get them out. That's how we <laughs> play. Right. That's how you play kickball, right? Right. <laughs> but you can't hit them in the head. Right. Okay. All right. What else do we have? Oh, yeah, Anybody Mark, got... for another thing. Go ahead. Mark, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, when you play stickball in the schoolyard, if you hit the ball, ground ball, and the fielder catches the ball cleanly, as a ground ball, he's an out. And just like on one bounce, isn't it? Anything? Those are automatics, right? Automatic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta catch it clean. Yeah, yeah. Then I saw that, that this, I'm skipping all over the place here. Uh, you heard that uh, Nick Nurse is as out as the uh, coach. Uh, and they thought that I can't pronounce the first guy. Emmy? I'm Emmy? Udoka? Yeah, how do you say it? Udoka. Udoka. He was going to be the candidate, but he took the Houston Rockets job. Mm. Remember that he was a Celtics coach, and they fired him for yeah, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for, for, for holding hands with a with an employee. <laughs> a little more than that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And did you hear this one again? I, uh, Demontis Sabonis. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. yeah, he's converting to Judaism. Saw that. You saw that, huh? Yeah. Really? He's yeah, Lithuanian. That. According he to left. his wife, he wants he wants to become a Jew. He's uh, oh, last hey. name Put down on the tally sheet. Plus right. one. Bring him on the show. The people. <laughs> and I, I I saw this also. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm shooting all over the place here, but who's the all-time leader for college basketball champions? The answer is UCLA. UCLA. 11 mm -hmm. times. Who's second? Kentucky? Kentucky. Eight, eight times. Who's third? Uh, Kansas. Michigan. Kansas is not third. Kansas North only. Carolina? Michigan. 
North yeah. Carolina yeah. six. Three mm-hmm. teams had five. Duke. Michigan. Duke, I heard. Connecticut. 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 Creighton. 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 Michigan. Indiana. Creighton. Indiana. Creighton. 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 Let's do trivia, and we'll see how well we do today. Then we'll get to Milton's song, and we'll have dinner. Okay? Six. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Six. <laughs> All right, Fred, you go first. Hey, what current player has played the most games with his current team? What sport? What sport? What sport? What sport? Baseball. I'm sorry. I'm sorry in baseball. <clears throat> what active cool. players played the most games with his current team? Oh, Astros? Altuve? No. Brera? He's second. Who's second? Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. Miguel, Cabrera. Miguel second. With his team, he said. Oh, you're right. Current team. Current team. Oh, hold on. You know the answer, Milton? No. No. For sure. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it had to be an old time. Kershaw? Sure. Yeah. Nope. And pitcher wouldn't yeah, be. He wouldn't be a pitcher. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So who, we're missing somebody who's like played a long time with the same team, right? Yeah, I'll give you uh, a hint. Joey, this Joey player Votto? is related to a player on the Yankees. He's wow. related to He's a related Yankees? to a player on the Yankees. Hmm. That doesn't do anything for me. George, right, who is it? Brandon Crawford. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Gary, yeah. Gary, Gary, yeah. Howie. Gary, yeah, I was watching yeah. the Met game the other day. Stuff. As of Saturday, he had one thousand six hundred ninety-one games. The Giants. Cabrera had one thousand six hundred and ninety games with the Titans. Oh, wow. So oh, they, wow. I mean, unless it's changed in the last few days and he didn't he didn't play I'm sure he's played the last few games. That's right. a tough And he's Gary Wait. Cole's brother in law. Another wow. Gary oh, Cole's pitching nice. tonight, right? Who you got, uh, Michael? Michael. Okay. Who was the first active major leaguer to throw out a ceremonial first pitch at a World Series game? And what year was that game? An active player? An active player throughout the first pitch. Uh, Lou Gehrig, 1939. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one, of the, one of the participants in the World Series. Would that help? One yeah. of the participants was the New York Mets. Oh. So 2000. An series. active Mets throughout a first pitch? 2015. I'll tell you the World Series. The Mets versus Oakland. Oh, oh my God! So an, active, an active Met throughout the first Three. pitch. No, Three. an active major leaguer throughout the first pitch. First Pete, I'm, I'm going to say something facetious. Pete Rose. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least <I'll> of, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll give you some hints. Also, think of Jerry's report last last week, and also think of who might have been the best one of the best players in 1973. Oh, Willie Mays. No. Seaver? No. 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 73, Wayne. 73. Oh, Mets 73. All right. Oh, Rose Rose Hank, Aaron. All right. Was Hank Aaron? Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. All right. Hank Aaron. Give us, let go a little longer. Give us the initials. I just said it. Hank H. A. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron, Mark. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Right. He gave the answer already? He gave the answer. I must yeah, have Hank had a Aaron. hearing. <laughs> All right, Milton, what do you want? All right, I got a couple of questions. One, first one, can you name the three players that had the most 
it doesn't have to be in consecutive seasons. The longest hitting streak in postseason, the three players that have the most consecutive games that they hit in in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the number. It's 17. But you, if you could name me the three players. Derek Jeter. Derek Mantle. Jeter was one. Okay. Mantle. No. I'll give Bernie you the second. I'll give Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. No. I'll give you the second. Manny Ramirez. And who was the third? He was the first one. Hank Hank Bauer. Now, one more thing. September September 11th, 1964, this former Yankee was on the cover of Time Magazine. If you could tell me who it was and why he was on the cover of Time Magazine, a former Yankee. 64. Try and remember the 64 season was a tough season. They were all fighting for the pennant right down to the last couple of weeks. Was it the Yankees? Uh, it was the Yankees, Baltimore, and the White Sox. And they had a former Yankee on the cover for a reason. Former Yankee? Mm-hmm. No, Hank Bauer was the manager of Baltimore. Right, and he was the manager of the year. They were doing terrific, the Orioles, right down to the yeah. last... Uh, right down to the last two weeks of the season. They were all right there, the White Sox, the Orioles, and the Yankees. Brooks was the MVP. And they had him on as uh, the year of baseball was coming back, they said, in 64. Hank Bauer was on the the cover. All right. Yeah. I got one. Who's the oldest living New York Met? 93 years old. Mm Mark. Is Willie Mays camp? Willie Mays is second on the list. Oh. Harry Chidi. Who? <laughs> Choo Choo Coleman. No. Oh. 93 years old. Still alive. Former what position? Dodger, former LA Dodger. What position? Char- what position? Charlie Neal. Pitcher. Al Jackson. Roger, Roger Craig. Craig. Uh, Roger Craig. Yeah, yeah. Roger. Roger Craig. Still alive. Yeah. Still alive. Yeah. Still alive. Oh. Okay. Who else? All right. Uh, go to Michael F. Okay. Uh, who is in, up in the rafters for the Rangers? And there are four players. Two players have the same number. And uh, in other words, number 11 and number nine. There are two players for each number. Hatfield and Bathgate. Adam, Adam Graves. Adam oh, Graves, yeah. nine. Hatfield and who's Bathgate. with the... Bathgate. Andy Bathgate. Andy Bathgate. Bathgate, Andy right. Bathgate. And Messier. And Messier, Messier's right. 11 with Hatfield. Right. Okay. Uh, great. Right. Graves. Uh, Graves, Graves wasn't... What number was Graves? Number nine. Nine. And so was Bathgate. Bathgate. And he's my favorite... Bathgate was my favorite player... And I thought it was being gypped all of those years without getting recognized. All right, uh, Fred. Okay. In 1950, in a 1959 game against Kansas City, the Chicago White Sox scored 11 runs in one inning. Well, what was unique about this inning besides the 11 runs? No hits. You're all very singles? close. You're, all no, singles? You're very, Mark is very close. I'm going to say it. They got almost only one hit. One hit. Single, Eleven runs, single one by hit. Johnny Callison. <laughs> They had 10 walks, with 10 walks, five with the bases loaded, three errors, and one hit by pitch. 
Phil Cuzzy the umpire? I don't know. <laughs> it's like the Met Oakland game where they scored yeah, a little, six, six twice yeah, with 11, only one yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, I got that from this day in baseball in the paper. Oh, this day in baseball. April 20-something. All right. What does who is Herman Long and what's he got to do with baseball? Herman Long. I don't expect you to get this, but he I was he Dale Long's father? No. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. He played in the late 1800. This is like a this is like a uh, a Gerald question. <laughs> this guy Herman Long holds the record for the most errors ever committed over a career. He had a thousand seventy errors at wow. shortstop. But he was known for his great fielding range. Oh, wow. <laughs> he got to the ball, but he had four games, one five-error game. He played 13 years in the major leagues and batted over 300. Oh, that's why they had him kept him in the league. He batted over 300 four times. Needed doesn't hit it back then. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the teams he played for and what they were called back in the late 1800s. The Kansas City Cowboys. <laughs> the Boston Bean Bean Eaters. <laughs> he played for the Highlanders one year. He played for the Tigers one year. And he played for the Phils one year. He died in 1909. Mark. Herman Long. Dad, Gerald. When, when Ted Kozuski played his range was about a 64th of an inch, and he had a very hard <laughs> fielding uh, average. Yes. <laughs> All right, a couple more questions. We'll call it a day. Um, whose turn is Michael. it? All right, Michael F. Then All right. In uh, Major League Baseball, name a, a black player and a Hispanic player who converted to Judaism and also won in basketball. Rod Carew. Rod Carew never converted. He never converted. No. Never converted. That's right. Was he? Was one of your answers? He's one. Mari Stoudemire. Mari Stoudemire. in basketball. One more in baseball. Yeah. Some guy named Batista. No. He's an African American. Played for the Yankees. Ellie Maddox. Ellie Maddox. That's right. All right, Fred. Okay. More we got to say okay. Of the twenty-four pitchers who have won three hundred games, who has the f the fewest losses? It's good. That's a good one. Lefty Grove, Fred. That is correct. Oh, good. Wow. One hundred forty-one. Get there. Wow. Roger. Very good, Roger. <laughs> Very good, Roger. Who was the first athlete to appear on a Wheaties cereal box? Jim Thorpe. Bob Richards, pole vault. Bob Richards is the first one to appear in the front. They put them on earlier on the back. Who was the first athlete? Luke Garrett. 1934. Very good. Very good. Right. More questions? Whose turn is it? Fred, you go. Fred, you go again. Okay. Only four Met players have had four RBIs in a game in two consecutive games. At least four RBIs in two consecutive games. Who are they? 
Alonzo. That's one. He just did it a couple weeks ago. Lindor? Who? Lindor? No. Not, not current players. Not current. Only current. Okay. At what era? I mean, the all, all, all modern era, all within the last 20 years. Did Strawberry do it? No. You gotta Beltran? Give, you got to give us uh, – was not Beltran? Beltran? Us, uh, yeah, so, yes, it was. Beltran did it three times. I saw it's Beltran. Beltran is two. It's two more. Two Alfonso? more. Eduardo yeah, Alfonso. Four guys. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, all right. L, LD. LD. Lenny Dykstra. Luca. No. Somebody just said it. Lucas Duda. Lucas Duda. Oh, Duda. And, Duda. The last and, the, one? and the other, if you give the initial, we'll be right away. RV. R. <laughs> Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura did it twice. Oh, wow. Very good. Any more? Michael? Michael's a I, I gave this before, but just in case. The first mystery guest on What's My Line, 1950. Thurizudo? Thurizudo, right. Is that right? Very good. Right. Right. Let's go. I got one more, and then maybe we'll call it a day. Uh, name the only, the only NFL team that has a logo, logo on only one side of their helmets. Steelers. The Browns. Steelers. Not the Browns. Steelers. 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 Steelers is correct. I got one more. more. You want to go one more? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Who is who is the first team to to install to have an organ player in the ballpark? Dodgers. The Dodgers. The stadium. Yeah. Nope. Gladys Gooding. Got not the Dodgers. Gooding. No, Gooding. got it in this day in baseball. Not the Dodgers. Not the Dodgers. Jesus. Reds? <laughs> nope. The Mets? Nope. Cubs? Cubs is right. 1941. Well, really? What's the answer? Cubs. Cubs, 1941. The Cubs. That was also in baseball in the Daily News or the Post yesterday. All right, gentlemen. Oh, Bill, they're going to do Milton. Milton. This year we're going to 1962. Oh, it's just something. Yeah, yeah. Twenty seconds. The artist is in blue. That's the title. That's the title. I don't remember the artist. My Venus. My Venus. Blue jeans. Right. I don't know who the artist is. Bobby Darin. Is it? No, was it Paul? Not so. Had a bunch of hair. Bobby Rydell. It's a single guy. Wasn't yeah. Bobby right now? Bobby Vinny. No, no. so. uh, not Pat Boone. <laughs> oh, that's good. Had a couple of other things. Bobby Rowe. No, no, no. All right. What's your initials? Jimmy Clanton. Oh, that's why I thought. All right, guys. Thanks, Milton. It's a song, man. Guys, we'll see you next week. Have a next great week. week. Take care. Take good week. Stay safe. Take care. Bye. Watch tonight. Big sports. Good night, everybody. There's stuff going on. Stay well. Happy anniversary to Howard. I saw his anniversary post. Very nice. Good night, guys. Good night.